0: You are listening to Himal interviews, where we bring in reporters, authors, and field specialists to talk about major issues affecting South Asia today. Census,
1: X-ray
0: General caste? Ke log... Bihar government today promised to release socio-economic data collected of every section of the society. This promise was made by Chief Minister Nitish Kumar at the old party meeting, which was called to discuss the report released on Monday. So far, Bihar government has released the statistics of caste-based survey. OBCs form 63% of population. General 16% in Bihar. Bihar's caste census surveys out. But why is it a big deal? All, my Hello,
2: my name is Roman. i Roman Gautam. I'm the editor here at Himal South Asian. Thank you for joining us for another Himal Interviews podcast. It's very good to have you with us. Today, I'm coming to you from Delhi and with me today also in Delhi are two very interesting editors, publishers, intellectuals um, who have written a piece for us recently published on Himal's website um, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, The piece is titled Why India Needs a Caste Census and South Asia Does Too. The conversation um, we're having today is going to be centered on that piece, but I hope that we will be ranging more widely. Um, I will be um, asking our two experts with us today are Nawal Kishore Kumar, who is the Hindi editor at Forward Press, and Anil Varghese, who is the editor at Forward Press. Forward Press is a Delhi-based publishing house and website dedicated to anti-caste thought and caste emancipation and you should check out their website at www.forwardpress.in. Thank you for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks for having us. Pleasure to be on this Himal podcast.
2: So, um, Anil, to start things off, I was hoping that you could tell our audience about the caste census in India. There was something called a caste survey in Bihar that was Finally pushed through after significant opposition from the central government, Um, and now that cost census has been uh, the cost survey rather has been conducted and completed, and the results released. Um, Could you walk us through the process um, briefly of how all of that happened and what the reception of the cost census data or the cost survey data from Bihar has been?
0: So the caste survey in Bihar, it was uh, proposed by RJD, uh, Nitesh Kumar, the chief minister. He It was out of a bit of a political compulsion that he had to take it on because he was being uh, sidelined, you know, because he had so few seats in the legislative assembly. And the JDU's uh, partner the uh, in the alliance, the BJP, they had a they had more seats. So he felt he was being cornered in his own government. So he, had some, he somehow had to get out of this situation. He came in support of the idea. And Nitish Kumar, along with the other parties, uh, went to, to meet the prime minister. And the prime minister said they're unable to, uh, they won't be able to do a caste census at this stage. Nitish Kumar uh, took the initiative to, to conduct a, a caste survey not a census at the state level so
1: that's 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 how it started out yeah, right, right? uh, so ha government जो अंदरूनी जो चीजें चल रही हैं इस तरह चीज चल रही है उसके कारण जो नुकसान हो सकता है एक कोई डर था लेकिन हमें भी देखना पड़ेगा कि यह जो पूरा का पूरा जो जातिगत का सवाल बहा। के समय से से जो है इसकी चल रही थी और तो उसके बाद और पहले भी हरेक सरकार की तरफ से यह डिमांड रखा गया कि आप जो है देश के स्तर पर जाति का जनगणना कराया जाए और इसको लेकर कि विधानसभा और विधान परिषद में सर्वसमति से प्रस्ताव पारित करके एक प्रस्ताव केंद्र सरकार को भेजा गया जिसे कि भारत सरकार ने खारिज कर दिया ने ने कहा कि वो वो uh बिहार सरकार ने कहा कि हम इसको अपने संसाधनों के खर्चे से क्या धारा करेंगे मतलब यदि भारत सरकार नहीं करना चाहती है तो कोई बात नहीं उसको अपने खर्चे से कराएं एकमात्र यह हुई One thing I want to add also, कि में और विधान परिषद में जब ये लाया गया, तो उस प्रस्ताव के समर्थन लोग
0: state level, even the BJP chapter uh, in the state, they were in support of the uh, caste census. I guess they didn't have a choice. They couldn't alienate a large section of the population of voters there.
2: Understood. Um, And uh, can you walk us through why a caste census is important, why the caste survey in Bihar was important, and why a caste survey has been a long-standing demand of anti-caste and Ambedkarite activists throughout India and throughout its history, really.
0: In the article we wrote, you know, we kind of, we were able to convey how a caste census you know counters communal politics but i think i think we have to go a little deeper into it uh, you know the objective of a communal politics is to you know conceal the contradictions within society indian society there are you know contradictions involving castes uh, the the oppressed castes and the oppressor castes and there is just no way uh, to overcome these contradictions i think the only way they've come up with so far is to you know uh, create this imagined threat of the Muslims. It's like, you know, you're, you have this Brahminical train with all these different coaches. They basically want this train to, you know, be all the coaches to be together. And uh, what happened in the 1980s, for instance, you know, when there was the lowered caste assertion, is that, you know, the coaches, they started have getting their own locomotives, for instance, their own engines. Started moving on parallel tracks, and so they had to uh, co- come up with a story that you know there's this Muslim train coming from the other side, you know, uh, and there's going to be a collision. There's we all we are going to all get be in trouble. Uh, there's this a bogey of um, a threat from the Muslim community. the The real insecurity is not uh, because of. It doesn't come from the Muslims. It comes from the contradictions within the so-called Hindu society.
2: Yes, and and I think in the piece also, you explain how Hinduism, as we understand it today, requires pulling together multiple castes under a single religious umbrella, even though within that religion, a lot of these castes are deeply discriminated against.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah so what 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 a caste census does is to expose these contradictions and uh, you know and then tell people you know how they have been discriminated against and who who is discriminating you it just uh, brings you face to face with the you know the realities and that's that's why there is so much opposition to a caste census
2: um, and of course, the caste census is deeply tied to the question of reservations. For readers who are not familiar with this term in India, reservations are steps of positive discrimination for historically oppressed groups um, where they are granted reserve seats in public education and public employment. Um, and I wanted to ask if you could talk a little bit more about how the caste census ties to this highly contentious um, question in Indian society of reservations.
0: When the British started conducting a caste census back in 1800s, you know, they used to, castes used to figure in them. So there they were numbers of each caste. And it, this continued uh, on till 1931 so the reservations is based on uh, the figures from the census but for obcs we didn't have those figures for a long haven't had those figures for a long time it's based on the figures we have from the 1931 census
1: maybe naval you can add some your, some of your thoughts yes <laughs> in और ये बहुत महत्वपूर्ण है ये जानना कि 1873 में ज्योतिराव फुले ने अपनी किताब गुलामगिरी में दलित का सवाल उठाया रिप्रेजेंटेशन का सवाल उठाया और ये दिखाया कि कैसे जो है सरकारी नौकरियों में चाहे वो स्कूली शिक्षा हो या के हो वहां पे किस तरीके से अपर कास्ट उसके बाद से कई सारे परिणामस निकल के सामने आए जाति के सवाल पर तो और साथ में उनके सवाल भी और यह बताया कि वो 1931 तक 1931 के बाद जो प्रक्रिया रुकी वो अब तक रुकी हुई है से देखा जाए। और एक बड़ा एक लंबा आप समझिए कि 1931 में जब देश था और तथ्य लेकर मतलब एक लंबा समय भी गया है और हम वो भी सीखो लेकर के कोई ठोस आंकड़ा नहीं है जैसा कि आ, सब कोई जानते हैं कि यह जनगणना के आंकड़ों का उपयोग जो है वो नीतियों के निर्माण के लिए बहुत महत्वपूर्ण है योजनाओं के निर्माण के लिए है तो सबसे बड़ा सवाल तो यह कि सब आपको इस देश की के कि तब तक का उम्मीद है योजना कैसे बना बहुत दिलचस्प बात कि देश में की गणना की आप कर सकते हैं लेकिन आप की गणना नहीं कर सकते हैं एक आप इन सारे को लेकर के के
0: 1931 and the OBC figures which the Mandal Commission came up with was fifty two percent based on that census. So that's a that's a huge chunk of population, and it's so it's supposed to be a bigger chunk than that. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't we only have an estimate of a large section of the population. We don't have the real figure figures, and uh, only if we have exact figures can we decide on the kind of
2: representation they, they deserve. Understood, um, but. After Pule called for proportional representation, um, this of course was during colonial times under British government. Um, the British government in its censuses was already counting castes, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 1931, I think, is the last time that India, under the British government still, had a comprehensive count of all of its caste composition. Um, after that I believe there's the interruption from the the first war, uh sorry the second world war and then we hit independence. Um, can you tell us how the census the Indian census has worked since independence and why you think the uh, post-independence India and the Indian government stopped counting costs in any comprehensive manner. <laughs> i
1: हमें उन परिस्थितियों को उन परिस्थितियों को ध्यान में रखना होगा कि उस समय वो जातियां जो जो ऊंची जातियों के में और प्रशासन में उनकी ज्यादा थी और उस समय से ये को लेकर जैसे 1915 के दशक में ही, और जो slogan था वो ये था कि संसोपा ने बांधी घाट पिछड़ा पावे सौ में से मतलब पिछड़ा जो ओबीसी है उनको 60% प्रिजर्वेशन मिले ये सबसे पहले डॉक्टर रामन भगलोगिया ने कहा और इसका जो आधार था वो आधार था आर्टिकल 340 जो डॉक्टर अंबेडकर ने कंस्टिट्यूशन बनाते समय ये प्रावधान कि ये जबकि दलितों और आदिवासियों के लिए तो आरक्षण कर दिया गया था लेकिन ओबीसी के लोगों के लिए कोई आरक्षण का प्रावधान नहीं हो पाया था तो उन्होंने इस एक प्रावधान रखा था कि का गठन हो जो यह तय करे कि ये जो सुदर जातियां हैं उस समय की जो सरकार थी जो नेहरू गवर्नमेंट वो ततर नहीं थी वो बिल्कुल आसानी से तैयार नहीं थी और उसके लिए भी आंदोलन करना पड़ा और जब काका कालेलकर कमीशन का गठन हुआ और काका कालेलकर कमीशन ने अपनी दे दी उसके बाद भी उसको नहीं किया गया तब so I think,
0: you know, there was no need for, uh, counting costs apart from, you know, in terms of, in terms of making policies then, because then the constitution didn't mandate, you know, policy making for OBCs, uh, till then. So only, only, uh. For federal caste and scheduled tribes, of course, they needed reservations. So the the focus was on them. So only when Article 340, 340, what 340 said was, you know, you may set up a commission to investigate the condition of the other backward classes. But it was, that was it.
2: That was it. Understood. Um, So um, Anil, could you also tell us about the constitution of India Um, at independence? Of course, it is shepherded into existence by B.R. Ambedkar himself a towering icon of anti-caste thought. Um, And Ambedkar had the foresight to already include reservations and certain provisions in the constitution that would allow the fight for representation to go forward. If you could talk us through those. I think uh, some of
0: the provisions for reservations for SCSTs had already started uh, uh, before independence. Mm -hmm. So it was was kind of a continuation of uh, those provisions.
1: आ uh, me यार एक बात मैं बताना चाह रहा था कि जैसे ज्योतिराव फुले ने जब का सवाल उठाया का सवाल तो आप देखिए कि 19 1902 में सत्यपति साहू महाराज ने कोल्हापुर में रिजर्वेशन लागू किया वो पहला एक एक इंसिडेंट है जब भारत में आरक्षण जो है वो लागू हुआ और अब देखिए कि जब देश आजाद होता है तब भी उस समय जो है वो दलितों और आदिवासियों के लिए अधिकार लागू हुआ और एक बहुत अच्छा सवाल उठाया है रोमन ने कि उस समय ओबीसी की बात क्यों नहीं अखिल क्या कारण है कि कंस्टिट्यूशन में उनके लिए तय नहीं किया तो सबसे पहली बात तो ये रही कि उस समय जो कि उस समय जो ओबीसी जातियों के नेता थे जो लीडर्स थे, वो तैयार नहीं थे इसके लिए कि उन्हें आ, या फिर ओबीसी को एक अलग से आरक्षण का अधिकार मिले यदि यह डिमांड उनकी तरफ से आया होता जैसे कि आ, आप 1930 के दशक में चाहिए, बिहार में एक आंदोलन हुआ त्रिवेणी संघ सवाल उठाया गया। लेकिन अछूता रह गया या कहिए कि अधूरा रह गया क्योंकि चेवेनी संघ अपने उद्देश्यों में कामयाब नहीं हो पाया और मुश्किल से 2 या साल तक चला यह आंदोलन जो है खत्म हो गया था यदि आंदोलन आगे बढ़ता तो मुझे लगता है कि जब देश आजाद हुआ तब तक देश में ऐसा होता कि
0: uh, demand from Kambeko himself drafted the constitution and also i think uh like uh Chandrika Prasad Jiggyasu you know he's written about uh what you know the uh, developments uh in the run-up to the independence he said you know the he was kind of he was co- kind of confident that you know uh the OBCs he was an OBC OBCs would be represented the, he got an assurance from Gandhi that you know but uh as uh, things progressed that wasn't to be he was kind of you know he was thought he was fooled by uh, what went on and uh, they were kind of uh, ignored overlooked and a lot of obcs you know went went along with the congress and they were just content being part of that
1: band bandwagon
2: mm-hmm. understood noelji you had more to say
1: yeah so uh, what happened at that time, when Usana was an eminent leader. He was a demand for his own. Dr. was a he was listening to he was to his he was और इसीलिए उन्होंने आर्टिकल 334 में यह प्रोविजन रखा कि भाई अभी हम अभी नहीं कर पा रहे हैं तो कोई बात नहीं आप एक कमिशन का गठन करिए और इनके लिए इनकी हालात को देखिए और उनको जो है आरक्षण का प्रावधान जो कुछ भी आप कर सकते हैं उनकी तरीके लिए आप करें। लिए 3, में तब जो है ये डिमांड आगे बढ़ता चला गया जैसे हम कि मैंने पहले कहा कि भात्रा रामनरोगिया ने कहा कि पिछला पावे 100 में पिछला पावे 100 में साठ जो डिमांड किया सत्तर के दशक में आते-आते ये जो साठ सत्त का जो आक्रम है वो बरके क्या होता है नब्बे और दस जब जगदीपर साथ ने कहा कि जगदीपर साथ बि� Actually, they the representation. So, uh, what Navalji was saying was, you know, uh,
0: how Lohia comes into the scene in the 60s and he demands uh, that demands 60% representation for the OBCs. But my question to Navalji is why, where was Lohia when when the constitution was being drafted, or why didn't he make a demand for OBC representation then? Was was he around
1: then? Ha, he was there. was Lohia, the. But Lohia ki jo apni chhaya thi unka jo aura tha ya ki unki bahut kam thi, क्योंकि उस समय एक तो आप देखिए कि वो नरेंद्र के संग करी इस इस मैं बताऊंगा थोड़ा विस्तार में चला जाएगा वो जो समाजवादी आंदोलन का जो जो खामियां रही हैं वो उस दौरान बहुत मुखर कर सामने आई और जैसा कि आपने प्रसाद का कहा जैसे गांधी ने उनको जो है
0: so what Navalji was saying, you know, the like, likes of Lohia were were not that prominent at the time of the drafting of the constitution or just when India became independent. They only started being you know, vocal about their demands in the late 60s. And then the likes of Jagdeo Prasad comes into the scene. Uh, he demands 90%, isn't it? Yeah. 90%, not just the OBCs, uh, the uh, non-upper castes and the and even the Muslims. And then he Nawaziji was going on to uh, the demands of Kanshiram. When Kanshiram enters uh, in 80s, come,
1: yeah, it comes into the scene in the 80s. Yeah. Kanshiramji ne jo demand uh, rakhta, unhone ka aur kha, ki baat ki So, ab unhone ek naya nara bhi diya ki jiski jitni sankhya varii, uski utni hissedari. Maza, jiski jitni sankhya hai, uski hissedari bhi utni hi So, ham dekhte hain ki uh, 80 ke dasakta pH gene chalti hain, aur phir 90 ka Nabeka का दशक जब आता है तो ये जो सक्तरा जो समाज है ओबीसी समाज है उतना इग्नाइट हो चुका होता है अब उसके पहले देखिए कि 70 1970 uh, के दशक में के लास्ट में ही जब मोरारजी देसाई सरकार बनती है आफ्टर इमरजेंसी और वो कंफ्यूज हो जाते हैं कि वो इसको वो एक कमिशन का गठन करते हैं और उसके बाद में जब 80 का दौर को मंडल कमीशन और
2: from the implementation of the Mandal Commission report to the present day, where does the situation of representation and caste representation stand in India today? In public
0: employment, you know there is there is some improvement, like uh, we have put out those figures in the article, but it is still OBCs. Got, you know they've been allotted twenty seven percent reservation, but we we still far from that target. So are SCs. And SDs, SEs uh, that's fifteen percent, SDs uh seven point five percent. As we pointed out in the article, in the top top levels in the central government, uh, that's a the situation. There's still a long way to go. And uh, in terms of uh higher education, that we are like so far behind. You know, we, it's just been implemented for about a decade. and it's not a, and it's like been half-hearted. We are lagging behind in terms of the number of uh, professors, associate professors, there are very few OBC, you know, full professors. there for vice chancellors, we just had a out of the forty five uh, vice chancellors in um, central universities, about five are OBCs and S C S T is like fewer than that, I think. <laughs>
1: कि जैसे कि रिप्रेजेंटेशन का सवाल कहा बताया अनिल जी ने कि कैसे जो है चाहे वो एम्प्लॉयमेंट के सेक्टर में चाहे गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया की जो नौकरियां हैं अब उसमें देखेंगे कि ग्रुप ए की में संख्या सबसे ज्यादा है ग्रुप बी में भी अपर कास्ट के लोगों की ज्यादा है हैं तो उनकी उनका ओबीसी तो खैर कम है इवन आप जब जैसे-जैसे आगे बढ़ेंगे आप ग्रुप सी में जाएंगे जो बेसिकली जो ग्राउंड सर्विस प्रोवाइडर जाते हैं मतलब जो काम है जो, जो ग्रुप सी में है, जैसे जो म्युनिसिपल में में काम करते हैं जो सफाई का काम करते हैं उनमें जो है ACS, की ज्यादा मतलब अभी भी आप देखेंगे तो ग्रुप ए और ग्रुप बी में जो हिस्सेदारी है मतलब वो जैसे रिजर्वेशन है 27% और अभी भी ग्रुप बी में ग्रुप ए में जो ओबीसी की हिस्सेदारी है वो 4 से 5% है ठीक hmm. है तो आप देखेंगे कि जहां जो ब्राह्मणिकल सिस्टम है ब्राह्मणिकल सिस्टम सेवा करने वाले हैं उनको उसी काम में जो है जो सफाई <Sillon> उनकी संख्या जो है ग्रुप सी और ग्रुप डी में तो दिखता दिखती है लेकिन ग्रुप ए और ग्रुप बी में नहीं दिखती जो डिसीजन मेकिंग जो पोस्ट्स हैं उनमें की सवारी नहीं दिखती है एक तो ये तो सरकारी नौकरियों की बात अब देखें और जो शिक्षा का क्षेत्र है जो एजुकेशन का सवाल है, or you Abhi Abhi अभी in 2006, higher education has become a higher education. But And now, the rank of professor, the OBC's And if you, uh, so what Nawalji was saying
0: was, you know, in the government, like the lower levels, uh, the government, yeah, there are there is some representation for because SESTs uh, the reservation has been on for so many decades. Uh, their presence is there, but but instead in, in decision making positions, that's that's insignificant, and it's it's in keeping with you know the Brahminical uh, system. Top positions, the positions that you know where you hold the power, that still rests with the upper castes.
2: Um, and so since the, the caste survey results from Bihar have been announced, um, there's been a wave of political activity around the question of the caste census on a national level as well. India, of course, is going into a national election in the next few months. And the opposi- there is an opposition alliance, the India Alliance, which um, is a very wide grouping of parties in the opposition against the ruling BJP government. they have also taken up and uh, the cause of the, the caste census and been speaking about it. If you could tell us what they've been saying and what they've been promising?
1: When the Prime uh, उसको पंकचर करने के लिए यह कम, मंडल मंडल यात्रा निकालने के काम के नाम पर राजनीति गई अब देखिए कि तब से लेकर के जातिगत जनगणना का सवाल कैसे जो हो है मुखर होकर के आया जब 2011 में सेंसस की बात आई तब भी जो है जातिगत जनगणना का सवाल सामने आया और उस समय जो मनमोहन राजनीतिक मंचों पर राजनीतिक स्तर पर जाति का जन्मन्ना का सवाल अहम मुद्दा बना रहा है और अब तो ये मुद्दा जो है ऐसा हो गया है कि जो कमंडल को आ, खारिज कर सकता है या हिंदुइज्म के नाम पे जो राजनीति चल रही है इस बार में उसको खारिज कर सकता है उसका एक, एक जो तरीका हो सकता है हो सकता है I don't think it will जो Hinduism is dominated dominant the way I can't answer the answer. I think that there are so many parties in India. They have understood that if Hindus have to to them or have to speak to them, then they to many Christians. And they will not Yeah,
0: what Nawalji was saying was that there has been an undercurrent of uh, demand for social justice, you know, since since the 90s, it's it's been there, but it's now become in taken a more uh, prominent uh, shape. It's out there in the open now, and it's the only only solution to the kind of politics uh, of the BJP. Uh, the only way to counter the politics of the BJP.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, if you can explain that uh, in a little bit more detail, um, why is it that? Assertion can be such a potent counter um, to the politics, the communal politics of
1: the BJP. I think this ki प्रधान मंत्री नरेंद्र मोदी के स्तर पर कहा जा रहा है कि जातियां नहीं है जातियां वो जातियों के रूप में बता रहे हैं महिलाओं को बता रहे हैं किसानों को बता रहे हैं छात्रों को बता रहे हैं गरीबों को बता रहे हैं वो जातियों की एक नई परिभाषा रहे हैं लेकिन हकीकत में क्या है हकीकत में ये है कि अभी जो जो आज की जो, जो मौजूदा पॉलिटिकल पार्टीज हैं भारत में उनके पास एजेंडा क्या है जैसे यदि हम बीजेपी की बात करें तो उनके पास एजेंडा है party का एजेंडा है लेकिन जो विपक्ष में पार्टी पार्टियां हैं उनके पास एजेंडा क्या है उनके पास एजेंडा है कि आप बहुसंख्यक को जो जो पॉपुलेशन है आप उसके कि जो आइडेंटिटी है वो खत्म हो जाएगी इसलिए आप देखेंगे कि हाल के मतलब कुछ में तीन द, चार की बात मैं कहूंगा कि उन्हीं पार्टियों की साख बची है जिसने बहुसंख्यक आबादी के हितों को अपने एजेंडा में रखा है चाहे वो आरजेडी हो चाहे हो हो yeah, hmm. it Yeah what Kinaviji said was you
0: know the only way to counter the Hindutva that that tries to conceal these uh, contradictions, these uh, injustices in society is you know to stand up for the rights of the historically deprived and uh, to, you know, represent their voices. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Of course, I think one of the most remarkable um, things about your piece is that it also manages to open the conversation up beyond India and to take a look at the state of caste representation and caste justice across a very large swathe of the the Indian subcontinent. Um, I wanted to ask you to um, to talk us through how caste operates in other parts of the subcontinent. Of course, it might not be able it might not be possible to cover all of them, but a couple of key examples perhaps.
0: Yeah, what you know we weren't able to do as much research as we you know did you in, know in India because we are we are, are based in India and you know we have close eye on the developments here. But whatever we could gather was that, you know, in in Pakistan, Bangladesh, you know, it's because in, in Islam, caste is not, doesn't figure, you know, it's not, caste discrimination is not sanctioned as it is in some of the Brahminical texts. It doesn't appear, you know, it doesn't figure in the agenda, the fight, the efforts to uh, stop caste di- discrimination, although it's there uh, uh, in Pakistan in in Bangladesh, you know, there's still uh, restrictions on uh, intercaste marriage. The sanitation workers in Pakistan uh, all happen to be, you know, Dalits. And uh, in Sri Lanka, it seems like you know, even even Buddhism being being a, you know, it rose through an anti caste movement. You know, it's kind of uh, not it's not it's not acknowledged there either. But in Nepal, we found that you know there is at least recently there has been an effort to to ensure caste representation in the recently held uh, census uh, they have counted castes but the only the only thing i found out was you know comparing it with the, for example the bihar survey they have the numbers of numbers of different castes in the population but they don't have you know the numbers for that gives an idea of their rep- representation in the government you know uh, the kind of education each caste has, you know, their the involvement in uh, the different sectors, the kind of the income uh, income groups they fall into. So that's that's kind of lacking. Um,
2: and having looked at Nepal's example and how, um, and you know, I, I, you've also spoken to um, to uh, numerous um, activists in Nepal um, about the caste census there and what it has meant and how it has been received. Um, do you see any lessons for India on the question of the caste census that can be drawn from Nepal? It's important to have, you know, the numbers
0: of castes in the census, you know, the, the kind of share you have in the population. So you can make policies that are based on, you know, social justice. I think that's a good point to start. I think Nepal shows us, you know, a good place. It shows that it, that's a good place to start. But in terms of implementation... I think there is still a, a long way to go.
1: Democracy is to good thing. is When The people The who people who are are The are The 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 कांजूर है तो उसके पीछे एक बड़ी वजह यह है कि जो वंचित समाज जम, हैं उनकी भागीदारी है okay. और बहुत अच्छा लग रहा है कि नेपाल में ये सवाल उठ रहा है आ, मुझे लगता है कि आने वाले समय में नेपाल में यह मांग बड़ी तेजी से बढ़ेगी और यह सोशल जस्टिस का सवाल है वो पूरे पूरे आगे और जैसे जैसे आगे बता जाएगा, देश के मार पर आगे
0: Yeah, what Nawalji was saying was, you know, for a strong democracy, there is the need for the historically deprived, the deprived sections of society to be represented in the state. That's a very essential aspect of democracy. And uh, Nepal has started that process. The thing is, once People know, you know, once the different groups know their uh, share in the population, that will automatically lead to demands. They'll be taking a claim in, you know, the, uh, the various aspects of the state.
2: Well, I think we can only hope that that is the trajectory that all of South Asia follows. Nepal, with its cost census, still has lots of work to do in terms of turning those numbers into Actual caste representation and proportional representation, um, and of course, in India, this conversation now with the caste census becoming hopefully part of the national agenda um, should also continue to to grow. Um, of course, um, as you were pointing out, in countries um, elsewhere in the region, in Bangladesh, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka. Um, The conversation on caste and caste representation is even further behind, even though caste is a stark reality all across the uh, the subcontinent, and it is a part of the social fabric and historical fabric of the entire subcontinent. Thank you so much, Anuji. Thank you, Navalji, for being here. Thank you for your insights. And thank you for your piece, Um, for our listeners, their piece titled, India, why India needs a car census and South Asia does too, um, is up on the Himal website. And we will have a link to the story in the episode notes to this podcast. Thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So
1: much for having us. Thanks for tuning
0: in to this episode. If you want to help us bring you more updates and stories, you can sign up for membership at www.himalmag.com/membership. We've got a range of membership plans for you to choose from. You'll get access to our archival newsletter, specially curated for you, and even Himal's iconic right-side-up map with its startling new perspective on South Asia. And if you don't want to miss out on future episodes, head to the link in our notes to sign up for our newsletter, which will bring you the updates right to your mailboxes every fortnight. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever it is that you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. And that's it for today and for this episode.
1: See you next time.